0: There's two ways you can go about it, right? Number one, you can just try a whole bunch of CBD and find the one that works for you, and maybe you'll get lucky, and the first couple will be something that works great. And the second way is to do your research. And what does do your research include? Of course, it includes talking to friends and family, it includes looking at reviews online, it includes talking to, reaching out to the customer, to the company, and talking with them about how they make their products, and what's their COAs look like, and those are called certificates of analysis, which show exactly what's in.
1: Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we talk about this miracle plant with so many names and how it helps people in so many extraordinary ways. Today we're broadcasting live on Clubhouse, where we can have people come in and ask their questions and and give answers to them. And it's just an incredible platform that's allowed us to collaborate and communicate and and reach out and connect with so many people that number one are cannabis and hemp enthusiasts, but are also cannabis and hemp experts. And it's just been a beautiful meeting of the minds and people sharing their experiences and sharing their resources and sharing their stories. And uh, just so grateful to have my co-host and uh, producer here, Dan with us, Dan the man. And uh, we're just gonna talk a little bit more about a little bit more about the science and what uh, why all CBD is not created equal. And Dan, thanks for being here. I know you're a birthday boy, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to jump on here earlier in the morning.
1: Oh, I'm always glad to join you. I'm sorry I missed you yesterday, but looking forward to talking today.
0: Absolutely. I know there's a lot of confusion about CBD and hemp, and there's a lot of different people saying a lot of different things. And some of the basics, just to give a flat-line foundation for people, is, look, this plant has been used medicinally for 8,000 years, documented, written— in uh, medical books in in the orient and so that's the first kind of baseline so when people talk about alternative medicine when they're speaking to plant-based medicine like hemp and cannabis and cbd it's actually reverse because it's been around longer than anything and it's only that modern medicine is really the alternative medicine to what had been working for millennium and number two that there's evidence and we've been able to trace back that this plant And our species have dated back 30,000 years. And so we have been evolving with this plant over 30,000 years. And in that time period and in the infinite wisdom of the universe or whatever it is that you believe, that we have developed in our bodies something called an endocannabinoid system. Now, this endocannabinoid system was recently discovered only about 30 years ago in the 1990s. Did we really understand what the endocannabinoid system was? And when we found this endocannabinoid system, it really was a breakthrough for understanding how this plant, with all of its cannabinoids, interacts with our bodies. And so we're going to focus a little bit on that today and just break it down as simply as we can. The most simple way we can say it is, look. Our body has an endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system is responsible for balancing all other systems in the body. So it's like the puppet master, and it's making sure that all the levers and all the strings and everything's working appropriately. And so long as the endocannabinoid system is fully supplemented with cannabinoids, like CBD and CBG and all the other cannabinoids, there's over 100, then... All other systems, if they're out of balance, can be brought back to balance, whether it's hormonal or whether it's endocrine system, skeletal. All of those things can be helped to be brought back to balance when you have a fully supplemented endocannabinoid system. How do you fully supplement an endocannabinoid system? First and foremost, which a lot of people don't know, is that our own body makes cannabinoids, which is crazy when you think about it. And so there's a plant out there that makes cannabinoids that are uh, the same thing that our body makes. Now, we have different names for those cannabinoids. When the plant makes them, it's called a phytocannabinoid with a PH. And when our body makes, it's called an endocannabinoid. So when our body makes CBD, we have named it 2-AG. It's a really long word. And when when a plant makes CBD, it's called cannabidiol or CBD is the short term for it. And so regardless if our body makes it or if we get it from a plant, those are the two ways that we can supplement our body and make sure that our endocannabinoid system is fully stocked with all the cannabinoids that it needs to do its job to balance all the other parts of the body. Now that in and of itself, there's, I would estimate probably, let's just say in the United States, maybe 5% of the country knows what i just said (laughs) and that includes doctors which is a little sad but that's why we have podcasts that's why we have clubhouse and that's why we go to conferences now that the world's opening back up that we can continue to have this dialogue and i have met so many wonderful doctors and researchers on clubhouse and at conferences, which was really the only way in the last year and a half. We haven't really been able to, but just really thankful for that. So did that explanation make sense to you, Dan, or do you have any questions? I try to make it as simple as I can.
1: And it's good to make them simple for me because I needed it really watered down, but I'll tell you what, that 30,000 years of evolution just makes so much sense to me because everything works together in nature and there's symbiotic relationship that to me is really powerful it's the idea that we grew up together with this plant and even though it's been what 75 years where prohibition has made it so we don't have access to it but 30,000 years prior to that it was a main part of our existence we probably will never know exactly how intricate it is because there's trillions of things going on in our body but You can't discount it. That's the one thing I think you you just can't say, oh, it's got nothing to do with us because there's just too much evidence.
0: Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the the, the prohibition because that is a very poignant point in our human existence. So in 1937, they passed the Marijuana Tax Act with an H, and they banned marijuana and made it illegal. And then they also banned hemp. And then they, they taxed it so much that you couldn't really grow hemp. But in 1942, they brought it back for victory for hemp because we needed hemp for rope and for sales and things in World War II. And then after World War II was over in 1945, they made it illegal again. But here's what happened in that 75-year window. In that 75-year window, we developed all of these and all of these autoimmune diseases. They didn't have uh, rheumatoid arthritis in World War II, It's just in the 30s and the 40s. They didn't have neuropathy. They didn't have all of these different diseases and so we started to do some research we in the collective we in the of all of us that are out there in the networks trying to understand our endocannabinoid system try to understand these autoimmune diseases obviously i was brought to this plant led to this plant because i was trying to solve the severe autoimmune disease of autism with my son and when we were digging and researching and looking for answers we found that So back in 1936, before they passed the bill, we would feed our livestock, hemp. Very common, hemp pellets, things like that, that would be growing in the fields as well. The chickens would eat it, you would feed it to the cows and to the livestock and the pigs. And it was nutritious, it was healthy, it was growing raw. It would grow wild and you would also grow it yourself. And it was, they call it the green buffalo because it has over 50,000 uses. When you fed hemp to your uh, animals, there, that was great for them. It was, and all animals have endocannabinoid systems, not just humans. And so it was great for them and it was, they were healthy and strong. And so when the, we would produce milk, which was also really big back in those early uh, 1900s in the milk, in the cheese, in the eggs even. So they would feed hemp to a, the chickens. And there's research showing that if you were feeding hemp pellets to chickens, that one egg would have 120 milligrams of CBD in it which meant our system, we were being replenished by the ways the livestock and the things that we were eating from the farm through the animals that were eating it. What happened in 1937 is poof, it's gone. Dr. Ethan Russo in the early 2000s, when they were jumping through all the FDA uh, FDA hoops to get Epidiolex, which is basically a synthetic version of CBD for children, which goes for $32,000 a year for seizures. But when they jumped through the hoops to get that, they, Dr. Ethan Russo, who's a pioneer, he discovered what's called the endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. And what that his research has led to, and it's all published and you can look it up, is he believes and he has proven that all diseases and ailments can be linked to a lack of a fully supplemented endocannabinoid system. Hence, all of the other autoimmune diseases that we talked about is because... You can link it to the fact that those person's endocannabinoid systems were not fully supplemented. They were not getting enough cannabinoids. Now, you don't have to just get cannabinoids like CBD from hemp or cannabis. You can also get it from broccoli and kale and 25 other fruits and vegetables. It is a common thing. It just happens to be when you consume these CBD and these cannabinoids from this hemp plant, it has such a perfect balance of cannabinoids and and these things called flavonoids like anaflavin a which has been proven to be 30 times more effective than aspirin for pain and inflammation and it has these things like terpenes which are the smells of the plant which have things like beta carefully which also interacts with the endocannabinoid system and helps with pain and inflammation on its own it's just this perfect plant for us as far as i'm concerned of the way i look at it is this plant and us humans we're a dna match we are sisters uh from another mother brother from another uh mother as well and That's the thing about this plant. And as you were saying earlier, Dan, is there's going to be more and more research and there has been more and more research. If you go to pubmed.gov, there's a little search box up there and type in CBD or type in CBDA because that's what we're all about is the raw whole plant. And do your research and type in the, the cannabinoid and then type in an ailment. And you'll see hundreds, if not thousands of research papers out there, which is really exciting. And now that... We're starting to lift restrictions federally and all these different 40 states in the U.S., and as, long, as well as other countries like Israel. There's just an incredible amount of data coming in. And the scientists and all those, they're gonna go very, you know, molecule by molecule, and they're gonna do their things that are repeatable, the scientific method and all that, double-blind placebo tests are all coming. At the end of the day, some of us who go to the car lot, we just wanna go take the car for a test drive, push the gas pedal and have it put our pull our head back in the seat. Then some people wanna look under the hood and see how the carburetor works. And I know people might not know what a carburetor is. But anyway, so back in the day. and At the end of the day, we've seen the results for our family. We've seen the results for our clients. And we do like to understand them, but I don't need any more proof. I don't need any more research. I don't need any more science. But for those that do, we continue to learn. And for those doctors and researchers that need it to get that stamp of approval so we can make that shift, in at least here in the U.S. and especially around the world, so that the doctors can be – uh, educated and and understand that this plant does have the science, and that all the stigma and all the demonization of the plant really was quite a a slant to the human race. So yeah, I I know that I said a, a mouthful, Dan. Did you have anything to? to <laughs> no, add I was in just
1: there? I was going to add one one piece to that, and going back to the this thirty thousand year relationship that we have with the plant. I'll give you a story. Yesterday, I went on a hike, and one of my daughters and I both started. Sneezing. Now, we couldn't see any visible allergy. Sometimes you see all the pollen floating. We couldn't see anything. But there was something in the air that was causing us to sneeze. We were having an allergic reaction. And it got me thinking that at one point in the world, this plant was growing wild. It was a pretty dominant plant. Even before agriculture, it was really in abundance throughout the world. And again, we grew up with this plant. And when it flowers or when any plant, there there's stuff that we can't see, but we're breathing it in. And you don't even know how this affects us. And when prohibition hit and there it wasn't part of our agricultural cycle anymore, it wasn't a plant that was being produced. Even in the wild, it was being destroyed. So now we're not breathing it in. We're certainly not including it into our livestock, and it's being removed because Completely, who's to say that this wasn't the root cause of a lot of the ailments that we're dealing with today?
0: Absolutely. It's funny that you bring that up because Paul J. Von Hartman, who is just a brilliant cannabis pioneer, I met him on uh, Clubhouse. I tried to ping him just now, but he has his notifications off. But he is talking about how making cannabis, he's, he's putting some documents forth that Basically, it's a national security. It's it's food in order to have a food source and an energy source, which hemp can be both, that you it basically needs to be grown wild without restriction. And that would just get rid of all of the rules possible. And so I'll have him on one of these times to speak about it deeply. But one of the things that I thought was very interesting that I hadn't heard, again, this is because of Clubhouse, and this is just a great thing, a great way to meet people, is that he talked about that even if we were to clean up our act and as far as climate change and as far as you know what we're doing and how we're impacting uh, the world and the pollution, he said, even if we were to clean it up right away, right now, snap our fingers and everybody was in line and everything was green and everything was great, that it would actually be a bad thing if we did it too fast because we've, the pollution right now is actually acting as some type of ozone. And the only way to clear up and strengthen the ozone in an efficient way that would allow us not to be cooked is the release of terpenes. (laughs) And so his research is demonstrating that literally the solution to cleaning up the air and cleaning up the planet, the only solution, the best solution by far, bar none is by growing wild cannabis everywhere. (laughs) And that will release enough terpenes to, to, to to strengthen the ozone, to clean it up that when we do get rid of all the carbon and we do get rid of all the pollution that we'd have a strong enough atmosphere that we as humans wouldn't be negatively affected. So he's gotta, he's again, like I said, there's incredible conversations going on and incredibly brilliant people that have been working with this plant for decades and have the research and they're speaking in front of Congress and the White House. And like I said, there's a lot of rabbit holes you yeah. can go down with this plant. And that's why I try to keep it into bite-sized morsels, but sometimes I just have access to so much information because I'm so curious and that sometimes I, I try to throw out these little nuggets about this plant. But again, to get back to the title and the topic for today, which is why all CBD is not created equal, is this plant, and us, we have been symbiotic for 30,000 years. The, and the way that we've consumed it, it's always been, how do we consume plants? Will we eat the plants? And so that is the biggest difference in what the type of products that we provide at 101CBD is plants that are based on raw, cold-pressed juicing. And so it's very rare, probably around 99% of the other companies, they use the old model of cannabis extraction and processing, which is using it through heat or through isolation or denaturing the plant and turning C B D A into C B D. And that's just how we've always done it as far as the THC was concerned, because you have to turn THDA, which is the natural form of THC, in the plant, the acidic form, and you have to turn it, you have to burn off that A, burn off that acid to turn it into THC delta nine to experience the psychoactive effects. Now, that makes a lot of sense if you're looking for those psychoactive effects. But if you're looking for the health effects, you want to leave the plant exactly as Mother Nature grew it. And uh, we've dated back cannabis to around 2 million years on this planet. So all CBD is certainly not created equal. Now, that's what our beliefs and our systems and our research and our clients and our family have seen works best for them. But then there's also, what about all the other CBD products out there? You can go on Amazon and buy probably 5,000 milligrams of CBD for 20 bucks or something. Who knows? And who knows if it's actually in there or not? It's really the Wild West on Amazon. You can buy CBD at gas stations for 1,000 milligrams for 20 bucks with some cool packaging. So why what is the difference how can someone tell the difference there's two ways you can go about it right number one you can just try a whole bunch of cbd and find the one that works for you and maybe you'll get lucky and the first couple will be something that works great and the second way is to do your research and what does do your research include of course it includes talking to friends and family it includes looking at reviews online it includes talking to reaching out to the customer to the company and talking with them about how they make their products and What's their COAs look like? And those are called certificates of analysis, which show exactly what's in their products. So wh- how much cannabinoids, how much terpene. I'd also make sure there isn't any pesticides, there isn't any heavy metals and things like that. So those are the ways that you can do it. Another way also is to see if who you identify with when you hear the story of the company, how they were made, and who are the people and what are they about? Those would be the ways that, that I would recommend for you finding a product that
1: works best for you. From everything that I've heard, I think the, the the process that you use, the cold press process, is just delivers so much more benefit than other methods. And especially the fact that it's the entire spectrum of cannabinoids and terpenes and everything remains in place. I think that's essential, especially if we go back to discuss some of the things that we talked about earlier in the show, how this evolution process where... You can't say that this one terpene or this one minor cannabinoid that we don't even know about isn't having an influence because it affects this other one. It's all together. I I would say that is one piece of the puzzle that's really important. And the other one is I think if the company is confident in their product, they're not afraid to, to send out a free sample. Or talk to you on a, on a one-on-one basis. And I, I think that's really essential. And if if you're going on Amazon and the faceless people behind some of the brands, I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm just saying there's a little bit more of a relationship, at, especially at this stage in the development of CBD, you want to have with your provider. And if they're confident enough in their product to talk to you about it on the phone or send you out a free sample, I, I, I think that says a lot. Again, you're too humble to say that, but I know you guys are real proponents of that.
0: Yeah, and and I appreciate you bringing that up. And the proof is in the pudding. And because of what this miracle plant did for our family and our son, it really is our mission to pay it forward. And by paying it forward, it's through education, like doing podcasts like this. It's through teaching people about this plant. It's about giving access to this product. So if anybody listening uh, wants to try the product for free, we have a link that you can go to. It's just www.freechillcbd.com and uh, you can get a product mailed to you for you to see for yourself the proof truly is in the pudding the only thing we ask is that if you do take us up on that free offer that you do give it a fair shake and by a fair shake that means you take it at least twice a day at least half a dropper to a full dropper under the tongue for five minutes until the bottle's gone and uh, let us know your story and uh, we love hearing the stories and we love seeing the reviews because there are people that are very confused and there are people that are in a lot of pain or have a very severe health uh, ailment with themselves or a loved one, and this product, this plant, when it's you know provided in its most natural, truest form, is uh, gonna be able to offer them some sort of relief, and in many cases, a lot of relief. And uh, especially when it comes to pain. Pain is the simplest thing to measure, right? You have a scale of one to 10. If I'm in an eight or a nine out of 10, and I take a product that's natural and good for me, for my liver and heart and my pain goes down to a one or a two or even a zero that is not something that you can fake there's no placebo effect when it comes to pain and so that again is why i would we just want to teach people about it and the other mission that we have is we if you when you request that free product if you put in the notes if you say i want uh free hemp seeds we'll mail you some free hemp seeds and we have some courses and some videos that will show you how to grow hemp in your backyard and it's an amazing experience to grow hemp cannabis and it's completely legal in all 50 states and you can add it into your morning juice we recommend Omega juicers and with your carrot and celery whatever else you put in and it can be a part of your daily supplementation of your own endocannabinoid system you don't have to buy it from us you can make it yourself if you for whatever reason don't have a green thumb or whatever the circumstances are and you can't grow it or don't want to grow it, you can buy a product like ours, which is basically the same thing as juicing the plant, keeping the whole plant in its raw C B D A form. So there you have it, Dan. That's yeah. about all I have for the show. Do you have any other final comments or any other thing we should John before we move on?
1: Just follow up on that last point is there's you did a couple great episodes on growing hemp in your backyard and juicing. And so if anybody's interested in learning more about that, just go back. I think it was episode 31, Growing Hemp in Your Backyard, and episode 32, Don't Take CBD, which is a funny title. Yep. But both of those are, are really good if you want to learn more about just adding hemp in your garden. It sounds like a pretty fun process. I have to admit, I don't have a garden, but it sounds like yep. if I was a gardener, it'd be fun.
0: Yeah. It's, I always say if you can grow tomatoes, you can grow hemp. Uh, And it's just a little bit more fun of a relationship with this plan. And yeah, definitely go check out the podcast at Apple or Spotify or wherever you check out your podcasts. We would really appreciate reviews and sharing this podcast with people that you think would find value in learning about this endocannabinoid system uh, and learning about CBD. And we always welcome any questions that you can shoot us an email uh, at info at 101cbd.org or g. And yeah, I just want to thank everybody for coming in, listening, and just being a part of this movement because we are on a mission to heal the world We are looking to reach 1 billion people by 2025 through education products, access, sharing our stories and hemp seeds around the world. So at the end of every show, we always unmute our mics. It's just you and me today, Dan, but you know (laughs) what? We can do fine. And we say heal the world at the end of every meeting and at the end of every podcast, because that really is our mission is to pay it forward heal the world help educate people about this misunderstood plant and just give people access to it and break through the the barriers and break through anything that's holding them back because there is a lot of people out there that are in pain or are struggling with stress or, or mental health or sleep issues or autoimmune diseases and this plant will and can help them and also helps people empower themselves to take back control of their own health and the things that we eat and consume and the things that we allow into our mouths and allow into our ears and our brains. And uh, we've seen amazing stories that this plant's like the, taking the, the the pill at that Alice in Wonderland that kind of opens people up. With that on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world because that's our mission. So one, two, three.
1: Heal, heal the, the world. world. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks, everybody, for stopping in. We'll see you next week. We're live Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific on Clubhouse. Make it a great week. Make it a great weekend. And we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody, for coming by.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.